0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league? Apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there, then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code Ring makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome. Welcome. To the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast and on today's show we are on to the final two divisions we're going to hit the north we're gonna hit the nfc north tonight but uh this is my man's division if you don't know who my man is it is none other than the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair what's up as we discuss your division the nfc north
1: Listen, always excited to piss on the lines a little bit, talk the NFC North. We got the FF Expo coming up in Ohio this weekend. We are driving our gorgeous asses down there. We're going to mingle. We're going to have a good time. Randy's bringing his recorder, so I'm sure there will be some nonsense released. Uh, I'm excited. and I get to hang out with my dear friend in the handsome blue hat that we have right here.
0: Mr. Oh, this, hat, this hat's getting retired, kid. This yes, hat is, is getting retired. Getting we, we've way. joined a new baseball club. Now, this will be his high school team as well. But, man, you mentioned Canton. And this Friday, it's going to be wheels up. I'm driving from Indy to Canton. It's about a four-and-a-half-hour drive. We're going to be hanging out at the FF Expo. Yeah, man, anything under five hours is doable, Jerry. It's pretty easy, pretty easy stretch. I'll be there by around dinner time. You may be there a little bit late. And, yes, if you're watching live on Twitter or on youtube you will notice this is my handy taskham recorder now on saturday there's a certain pool party at a certain dynasty nerds house and we are going to be attending and i'm carpooling there with guys like tyler gunther maybe you know my boy shane and uh i is it nobody likes shane is that what it is
1: everybody hates shane i
0: think everybody hates shane Everybody knows Shane. We're going to have Shane. We're going to have a carload of dudes, and we're going to be talking. Those will be the rare Patreon outtakes, but uh, we'll share our tales from Canton next week. Uh, tomorrow night, Jerry, we are going to do a live, another live YouTube Q&A with the boys of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I don't think Jerry will be there. He'll be there in spirit. I'm sure always- someone will come along mean, say some mean things about you, Jerry. But that's the point of being a member of the, the YouTube. It's completely free. You just go over, you subscribe, notifications turned on. When we go live, you can jump in and chat with us. Now Jerry will be working, but he will be chatting with us. Is that right, Jerry?
1: Yeah, always.
0: So you're gonna jump in, you're gonna you're gonna discuss Dynasty Fantasy Football with us. And that is a good thing. So we got that going on over at the YouTube. Jerry, we did get one new five star review. Oh, Are okay. you ready? I'll take it. Are you yeah. ready? All right. It says Memphis is my boy, thirty-three and seven on prop bets last year. Let's go from rolling eight deep. I don't know if that's like eight beers deep, eight doobies deep, eight deep. Exactly, uh, yeah,
1: clean. I like it.
0: They actually shorted me by two. I was thirty-five and seven, but hey, uh, I, I don't want to build that record up too much. I did have a great prop bet season last year, and looking to do the same this year. Uh, you can find us on social media at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're not on social media, email me. I've been getting more and more emails about Dynasty. And some people, it's just easier. It's Dynasty Warzone at Gmail. Shoot me an email. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And uh, on Friday, Jerry, we will be doing our final edition of the divisional breakdown. It will be the AFC North. It will be the Baker Mayfield division. I cannot wait. We'll be talking Baker. We'll be talking Burrow. We'll be talking Ben we be talking Lamar. We'll be talking all of the gang of the AFC North. And then next Wednesday, Jerry and I are going to release our all-by, all-Dynasty-by team next Wednesday. So make sure you're tuned in everywhere. You won't miss a thing. All right, we're going to take just a second to pause for our Patreon. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start, or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have. Or I should say, we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty Gamers, intermediate Dynasty Gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty Gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really, it's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty fantasy football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their dynasty teams, but all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And being a patron is the only way to make it on the fantasy fixer upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right. Thank you for checking out Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So much good stuff going on over there, whether it's helping people build dynasty rosters, make moves, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You heard all the goodness in the commercial. We will not belabor the point. Now, Jerry, it is time for everybody's favorite new segment. You know, it's, it's, it's sweeping the world. People people are very excited for this segment. They're wondering if they're going to make it, and it is good people, bad tweets. Now, are you ready, Jerry?
1: Oh, yeah. He's, he's got already. his
0: pen. Now, remember, if you post a bad tweet and Gerald Sinclair sees it and he comments, at DWZ Memphis with the hand with the pen emoji, your day's coming. Don't know when. Don't know, ever know what, what order we're going to do these, but justice must be served on good people, with bad tweets. Now, Jerry, this one comes from Matthew McCarthy at math, Matt Hoticle? I don't know. But on August 5th, he simply said Edmonds greater than DeAndre Swift. Now, Jerry, you pointed this one out. You want to give me a couple of words about what was your gut reaction when you saw Mr. M- not to be confused with Melissa McCarthy or Jenny McCarthy? This is Matthew McCarthy. What were your thoughts? When when you saw that this gent thought that uh, Chase Edmonds is better than DeAndre Swift.
1: All right. Two things. One, depending on the age group of our listeners, I'm not sure how many know who Jenny McCarthy is. But you are doing th- yourself a disservice. <laughs> Throw her in the Google machine. That's true. Hey, hey now. The, the half that do. Say search are, off. Double hey now. Are, are very happy that you just uh, reminded them of her. Secondly, hey I, now. Ho- I hope I hope the man's trolling. That's that's what I can say. Because I don't know where in the hell that can come from. There's no argument that can defend it. And listen, I've argued some stupid things on this show. Randy's done it a few times. Like, it happens. It just happens. Uh, I'm just going to hope he's trolling or he's a satire account or something. But I tried to look and I didn't see anything of the sort. That's just, Randy, you could be a good if, person. If you're, you're going to say DeAndre
0: that... Swift is, is, is better, or sorry, if you're going to say Cam... Kim... Jesus H. Christ on a pod. He's got me so flustered came I can't even get names out. Yeah. If you're gonna say <laughs> Chase, Chase Edmonds is better than DeAndre Swift, you better put some blessed nuance on it. In dynasty, in redraft, in week one, in a pogo stick contest. I don't know what, in what context. In, in GPA, something has to tell me that I can tangibly put my because there's nothing. He's not a better athlete. He doesn't have a better pedigree. He doesn't have a better usage. There is nothing about him that makes me think that he is better at DeAndre Swift than anything. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something. Yeah, I but, mean,
1: Listen, he could be a better pogo sticker for all we know. And, and, listen, but but I, I'll tell you I, I one thing. Know, but maybe not
0: he's, either. He's not better at football. No. There is that nothing is. that, that – that so this, I hope – I hope – no. You do know that, that Twitter has gotten rid of the Fleets. Yes. They have been using the up arrow and the down arrow to whether you can like things or dislike things. What Twitter really needs to give us is a sarcasm font. You know, not comic sans like Michael Thomas uses, but legit (laughs) sarcasm font. So this way we don't have to blast you for having a bad tweet. Now, I hope you're just trying to drive up your follower count or yep. whatever the blue hell you were trying which, to do. You
1: know, bless your sweetheart. I with, hope it works out
0: with, for you. With with your thing, but this is a in the context in which you put it on the interwebs, this is a this is a horrible tweet. This is a a bad tweet, and and for that reason, Jerry, we're going to move on to the news, but when he says that Chase Edmonds is better than DeAndre, I've only got one thing for you. Forget about it. Uh, forget about it. In, in no way in hell. All right, Jerry, let's jump into a little bit of news. We have uh, some bigger stories, and then we have, uh, we're have we going to talk a little bit about the walking wounded. So Saquon Barkley is, quote-unquote, listening to his body. Now, he is coming off the pup, but what are your thoughts on Saquon Barkley? I have some thoughts. Do you have any thoughts? What are you doing with Barkley in redraft? What are you doing with Barkley in a dynasty? Let's talk Saquon.
1: I mean, if you have definitive thoughts, you spit them out first. Cause mine are oh, be, sure. Be chug- like, I, like I'm, I'm not really worried about him. I'm really well,
0: not. In Dynasty, I'm not. But in redraft, you've, you've got to backpedal a little bit. Okay, he I, just I, came I'm off how the How nervous
1: are you? Like, in redraft? I'm you have, yeah, I'm assuming you haven't done any redraft drafts yet.
0: I've but- done some mocks with the guys over at the Fantasy Football Smackdown. But I will say this. He's off the pup. That's good. But the I'm listening to my body, that's bad. Best case scenario behind I'm listening to my body is I may suit up week one, and I'm probably going to bend you over a piece of lawn furniture when you put me in your lineup week one. Because you don't know what percentage of the plays I'm going to get. You don't know how much Devontae Booker is going to get. And from a dynasty standpoint, that's cool. I'm cool in the gang with, with the dynasty peeps. Um, you know, because Saquon's Saquon. Extremely valuable. He'll probably be fine by weeks eight, nine, somewhere in that range. Everybody reacts different. And that's the thing. We don't know how he's going to perform. Could he be an Adrian Peterson level beast where he tears his ACL in the final week of the season to then come out the following year? And I think he rushed for like, what, right at 2,000 yards the next year? Yeah. Cooper Cup tore his in like late October, early November, comes back the very next year, finishes as the wide receiver four on the season. Everybody reacts differently. But from a redraft standpoint, I'm nervous. I think he's just going to kind of, he's not going to help you a ton. So at his ADP, which is now has slipped a little bit to like the the back end of round one, the the, the top of round two, maybe, but I, I think there are better options there that I feel more comfortable with. And I'll throw it back to you on this. So I listened to the Straight Out of Vegas podcast with RJ Bell, and his best bet on the Monday, oh, excuse me, yes, the Monday, the ninth episode his best bet was Saquon Barkley under his season rushing total of like 1049 yards. So this is a guy, this is a Vegas Pro who is putting out on a national radio show that his best bet of the day was Saquon under 1049. And it was a really compelling list of reasons, I'm not going to share them here. If you're interested, search straight out of Vegas in your podcast app and listen to the show from Monday the ninth but uh just a lot of continuous drips that in a dynasty i'm cool if i can use this to get him cheaper in dynasty also cool but in redraft i think i'm just gonna pass i'm just gonna pass unless he maybe slips to the back end of round one i was gonna be back end of round two like in that 208 29 210 11 somewhere in there cool but outside of that i think there's better options and i would rather just pass
1: okay um that's crazy right like, how little rushing do you have to get to get 1,000 yards? It was something games. like
0: 57 yards, if I remember exactly. their math correctly. So, and he some of their, as,
1: he's assuming that he's missing a chunk of the season
0: then. Because they no also covered that. They, like they, they covered no how way. many games do they think he played. And I think they put the over under at like 13 and a half games. And that they think that's a really fair number. And that if he played 13 games, like I said, they did all the math for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think at 15, I think at 13 games, it was something like 74 yards a game. So, I mean, I I found it fascinating because fantasy football is what we do. And their case was very compelling. And from Dynasty, if I can use this information to get a discount on Saquon, two thumbs up. I'm simply talking because, you know, at this point, the Dynasty news has kind of slowed down. So I'm merely, you know, speaking from redraft because everything basically becomes redraft at this point.
1: So the other problem that I have with where he's going in redraft, right, is most of them are one QB. So if you're talking about the second round, like how many running backs have gone off the board when he's there? Because y- you got to figure Probably all the big six, names,
0: seven. See, like,
1: see, like I'm totally fine taking him there. Like, like who who are you taking instead of him?
0: Like I'm taking Aaron Joe Mixon. I'm taking yeah. Joe. I'm taking Joe. Really? M- I'm taking, okay. Okay. So so I would so, ne- have
1: never guessed that out of you. Well, well, how about I'm this? I'm taking six.
0: I will throw these lovely people my bonus Joe Mixon take as as soon as you wrap up your Saquon Barkley. No, 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 no.
1: go ahead. No, no, you're not going to talk talk pro-Joe Mixon and then have me start talking. Absolutely. All right, so
0: so with Saquon Barkley, we're just going to agree that we love him for Dynasty. If you can get him at a discount, thumbs up, seal of approval. But in redraft, he's just an avoid. Now, Joe Mixon, uh, I have been anti-Joe Mixon mostly for Dynasty because this is year five of his career. But now I'm talking redraft again. This is the context of the show. I continue to listen to a lot of non-fantasy takes because the fantasy takes right now just haven't been great, just to be quite fair. And one of the things that I heard was that Cincinnati is really, really going to give Joe Mixon a huge workload in 2021. It's going to be the best way to bring Joe Burrow along slowly. And I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed owners who are expecting that 40 pass attempt, a game pace that the Bengals were on last year. I think they're going to try to tune that back. You might see a little bit more Chris Evans. You might see a little bit more Puka Williams um, because they're going to rush the ball a little bit more. And, you know, th- how do you protect a guy coming off of a knee injury? Well, are you really going to ask him to drop back 40 times a game? So for, for me, um, for 2021, I typically don't love running backs on their second contract but I think this is going to be the year that Joe Mixon breaks out, and this will be the year that I sell Joe Mixon the minute he is no longer useful for me in Dynasty. This is the complete opposite of the Saquon Barkley take. I love Joe Mixon for dynasty, I mean, for Fan, for a redraft season, but I do not want Joe Mixon long-term in a Dynasty. So I'll let you talk Joe Mixon, then we're going to talk Mike Thomas.
1: Gotcha! He finally got you. No, 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 no! Like Joe Mixon years didn't years. get me. He no, did not get me.
0: You, he you, you sons ass 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 of bitches, got me. <laughs> you son of a bitches, got me. You broke me down. You, you wore me down to a little bitty nub. I gave up. That's me tapping out. I give up. You guys have got me. I'm going to ride the Joe Mixon Express for one year.
1: I like. I, I'm a fan of Joe Mixon. He's still a young guy. He's under contract. He's he's got all the talent in the world. He's just never been given the opportunity. Now, we don't know if he's actually going to get the opportunity. I'm not a huge Chris Evans guy either. But, all right, let's talk to Michael Thomas. What do you got?
0: Well, well, before I do that, so what I'm doing with Joe Mixon, if you've ever seen the movie The Goods, with Joe Mixon, I'm going to pull the, the famous Nigerian buyback. You ready?
1: Okay. Congrats whoever pulled off a Nigerian buyback. I haven't seen that in years.
0: That was me. You can suck it. So, wait, what's a Nigerian buyback? God takes a customer's trade in, then 20 minutes later, sells it right back to said customer at a markup. That's what I'm going to do with Joe Mixon. I'm going to buy him now. I'm going to let him ball out and then I'm going to sell him off to someone, maybe even the same person I got him from at a markup. That's that's from the movie The Goods. That's a great movie. Michael Thomas. He is having a Twitter beef. Now Jerry, you ever go on Facebook? I try to avoid it. Every once in a while, you got to go on Facebook. You see yeah, like no, yeah. the the white trash couple in, in, in your town. And they've no, broken no, 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 no. up. That's just my town. And, okay, they're, and, and they're and they're slanging mud at each other. Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're spilling all the tea about who, you know, all this filthy, foul stuff that one did to the other one. That's what the Saints and Michael Thomas have going on right now. Now, I posted this the other day. I did have some of the numbers wrong because I guess his contract is super weird. Um Thanks to the uh, FF Bean counter uh for correcting me on that. But here's the thing if you take on Michael Thomas. Not only do you get the honor of paying him $52.5 million over the next three years, 22, 23, and 24, but you get to take on a diva malcontent wide receiver with an ankle issue who will be 29. Oh, oh, and... And you get to give the Saints a lot of draft picks. Probably they'll want a first. What's what DeAndre Hopkins went for. What Stephon Diggs went for. I can't think of too many well-ran organizations. Like, when you think of a well-ran organization, Jerry, give me one. Don't say that the Lions, because you may not have any like real depth of target in this conversation. No, Pittsburgh. But, but, okay, do you see the Pittsburgh Steelers giving up their 20 first for Michael Thomas? Can you think of a team that's deficient, ironically the Saints, can you think of a team that's deficient at the wide receiver position that would even give up a first for the Saints? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running through my head. You know, the Jets. You think the Jets are going to give up a 20, 22 first? I think they have two. I think they still have Seattle's. you think Jacksonville?
1: Like, that's, like the that, Lions. Like we have the Rams first. That's my I thing. I are giving
0: that up. But. So, so th- this is horrible. From a dynasty standpoint his value has plummeted and only not only in adp but in the dynasty trade calculator jerry if you're a dynasty gm give me your best case scenario if you don't have a share or if you do have michael thomas on a roster
1: uh if i don't have a share i don't really want to get a share i mean if you want me to be honest like what what situation do you want randy like if like cheap, if you're a contender, are you cheap? Yeah, but is, is he going to be cheap,
0: though? Well, that's like the I whole still, thing is you have to ask. The answer is no until you ask. Remember okay. this. In any trade negotiation, any conversation, any sales conversation, you still have the exact same thing going for you when you heard no as before you heard no. Nothing in your variable has changed, but if you buy him cheap, then you bought him cheap. Yeah. So at least you got him for no. So like maybe you got a trade that is fairly close. You're like... Forty-five, fifty-five. You're leaning. It's just not quite enough. You know what? Throw in Michael Thomas. I'll throw in a third. That'll push me over the edge. If I if I got it, if I'm getting a deal that I already kind of mostly like, and I can chuck in a third, and I can get someone to chuck in a Michael Thomas. Okay, great. Because maybe he comes back. Maybe he plays healthy, and then maybe I can. It would be incredibly cheap to move a healthy Michael Thomas for a second.
1: the, but but yeah, you get my point. I'm the, I'm just yeah, going super but, cheap. Yeah, I mean that's fucking super cheap. Excuse my life. Super but cheap.
0: Man. But I, pass I, just, away. I don't
1: I, I don't feel that's feasible from most. Like i well, maybe I'm fair. just giving credit, but I just yeah, it's going to be tough to trade for him. So if you're trying to get rid of him, which I would recommend for the same yeah. reasons that Randy said, like I'm trying to get younger because I don't like guys that are at that age apex, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lose out on quote unquote value right like because I'm trading the higher name guy Michael Thomas and I'm going to go get the guy that maybe isn't and if I have to give up a pick so be it but let me ask you, you know, a question Rand- Randy Randy knows that like I'll give up a pick just to get rid of yes you will old you're, you're a sucker. guy that I have because I don't care
0: let me ask you a question yep straight up in a vacuum you've got Michael Thomas or Elijah Moore
1: uh, like I'm going to try to get something else with Elijah Moore like, don't get me wrong. But but
0: but if you had Michael Thomas, uh-huh. and you could cash out for Elijah Moore, are you walking away? Deal or uh, no deal? See,
1: it's tough. You're a real shitter. Michael Thomas
0: shitter. or Terrace Marshall Jr.? Uh, see,
1: I like Elijah Moore better, so I would. I, I'm, I'm, I'm closer, just I'm just trying I'm, to, I'm to think of.
0: I mean, because if I say Devonta Smith, you're going to say yes. If I say. Jalen Waddle, you're probably gonna say yes. I'm trying to think yeah. of some of those wide receivers that were going in that next tier of rookies See, like, that, that are also getting when, good camp buys.
1: If you're doing this trade, like when should you be doing it? See, like I feel like if you do this in week six, now? you're getting more than that player. See, mm-hmm. if you're doing it now, I'm not sure that you do.
0: Well, usually I I don't think I don't think you can get Elijah Moore in week six when you haven't seen Michael Thomas and you've seen Elijah right. Moore in mean, a lot of he come from it. behind games.
1: So like, if I can get Elijah Moore in a second? Yeah, oh yeah. If I can trade Michael Thomas in a second and get Elijah Moore in a first,
0: absolutely, like, that's Yeah, market. you're not getting that. I, I think if you think have so. Michael I Thomas, see. you have to sit. I, I just, I, the news around him is so toxic. Forget yeah. about the fact that you're not going to be... And
1: he's out for months, right? So That's, that's, right, that's right. I think the best part.
0: case scenario is week eight. They have a week six or week seven buy. So you're going to go through the first two months... You're yeah. going to go through the first two months of the season. You still don't know who his quarterback is. And just because he's quote-unquote back on the field doesn't mean he's back to his old self. And is he going to rush himself back? Is, 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 he, is, he, is he? Does he feel like the kind of guy who's going to rush back to help the Saints? Who are probably now, going
1: to be losing games? What are they so, going to be? So, at, so what are you
0: team? trying to do? I think with Michael Thomas, if you have him, you do nothing. Unless someone offers you something that you really think is fair and intriguing now. Are
1: you taking Elijah Moore?
0: Um, probably.
1: See, you see, like... The, I, I'm, more,
0: I'm, willing, I'm willing to lose a trade to move on. Yeah, I'm, I think that's fair. Because I, I, I know that Elijah Moore is like, what, 21, maybe just turned 22? Yeah.
1: So, like, I, I mean, I, it, could, it could backfire, right? Like, as if Elijah sure. Moore is, is crap, like, then, okay. But do you really think Michael Thomas is going to return value in the immediate What's future?
0: the best case scenario for Michael Thomas going forward in a dynasty league? What's the best case?
1: He helps you win this year. But it, 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 The best case that, is...
0: Is he comes back and has a great, memorable dynasty playoff run. Yeah. Weeks 14 through 16. It. He has a, or 17 now because we have the, the 18th week. So he comes in, he has a great playoff for fantasy run. It's the last thing people remember. He gets traded in the offseason, hopefully, hopefully to a club that has a good quarterback and a good situation. And then there's your apex to sell.
1: But you so, know, you know, how, you know how many times you said hope? in
0: that sentence yeah you know you know what they remember that movie hope floats i think i had sandra bullock in it man she was smoking I, back in the day you remember this movie it was called I, I hope floats you know I, what else I, I floats shit. shit shit also floats so you're hoping on hope and hope floats so let's move on let's talk about some of the walking wounded so i uh, been an interesting 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 set of so last week we barely had any news about injured players rashad bateman it's a groin look pretty bad. So I saw the video of him being helped by two trainers, and then all of a sudden he collapses like he got shot like with a cannon. That can't be good. And and the teams already said week to week. And we know in Team Speak what week to week means. That means it's probably a month and more like two. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty concerned. I was talking with good friend of the show, JD and Nate of the Goat District. And I was talking, I think his range of outcomes this season could any, be be anywhere from Corey Davis's rookie year, which was terrible, to Odell Beckham's rookie year, which was great. Once he came back, I believe his was a hamstring, but once he came back, the back end of his rookie year was phenomenal. His range of outcomes is huge, but in a dynasty, that's why these folks are here. What are you doing with Bateman? Uh, are you you're, buying? Are you going to try to buy the dip?
1: Yeah, yeah, but do you really think there is a dip? I don't, I, I don't know Jerry, there's I,
0: always a dip. There's see, always a dip. No,
1: no, 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 no. I disagree. I think we will talk like there's a dip, but when it comes time to actually, you know, when, when the trade's getting rolling, People start they they get married to their players. They see the name they drafted the guy in the first round. You're shaking then, your head. Then, okay. then explain
0: to me. Then explain to me the people that were given away to Sean Watson that were given away the Tyreek Hill the minute the bad okay, news okay, hits. Okay, okay. There's but always those aren't, those aren't
1: rookies either. I,
0: I'm those with you, rookies. but there's always overreaction theater. I there's always fair. worst case scenario. There's always someone well, this,
1: who is. This isn't one of those situations. This is. I think it is. You, it's, no, it's not thirty women coming out saying he sexually harassed. No, no,
0: no, no no, 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 no. But but it's bad news, and it people always people always do this stuff backwards.
1: Well,
0: that you, you're you're, you're yeah. supposed to buy the bad news, not sell the bad news. There but that is why we're here. Do not do anything. I'm I'm I've never been a Rashad Bateman guy, but I will tell you right now, based on this news, I'm I'm poking around a little bit. I'm asking some questions. I'm asking what your thoughts are because you know as well as I do, there's a dynasty GM or a million out there that were counting on Rashad Bateman to contribute to a contending roster this year. I think, and that person's down in the dumps.
1: I think the other thing about Rashad Bateman is he was sort of the end of a range where people, you know, they got all the guys that, that were gone. And then it was sort of that next year where you just felt like, okay, Rashad Bateman's the first round talent that I just have to take here. And then I'm just throwing darts because this was not a very deep class, right? So there's probably a lot of people that have Rashad Bateman that don't exactly love Rashad Bateman, just like you. Like if you were sitting in that 110, 111 range in a super flex and you just, you know, he was the guy you took because he was the guy that was there. I think you are more likely to get for a little bit cheaper.
0: I'm going to say something that really hurts me right now. Okay. You might be right. It hurts. I said it. But I do believe that I think GMs that have Rashad Bateman on their team, they really like Rashad Bateman. There's not too many people that have him on a dynasty roster that are lukewarm on him. I think the people that have him either love him and are excited to have him, or they're just going to yeah. be content not to move. So, But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be out asking the question. And then you're, not is, sell,
1: you're not selling though, right? No. I
0: never, ever... Never, never, ever, never, ever, never do I sell bad news. It's patience. I just, I just I'm not going to go on other patience like, rant. I'm not going to like, do it. I'm going to talk like about a, Darren Waller.
1: It's like Pavarotti singing opera in my ears when you say that. I just wanted to hear it again. That's all. Darren, Darren Waller.
0: Waller has missed eight straight days for an undisclosed reason. Now, I did see a picture that he was at the, the Raiders uh, facility taking pictures, and stuff. taking pictures, signing autographs. I love that. You know, Cal Ripken, the baseball player, Hall of Famer, used to do that. Like, he would not leave until, like, he signed them all. Like, he would be there three, four hours after a game greeting fans. I think it's great. I'm just, to me, because I don't think it's injury-related, to me, I think he's trying to get his contract redone. I think he's trying to get some of that Kittle money, some of that Kelsey money. And I, I, I I think he is going about this in the most professional of ways. I don't. I heard some asshole on Twitter thinks maybe he fell off the wagon because I know he had had a substance abuse situation in his past. What a shitty thing to put on somebody! Yeah,
1: like, if, if you don't know the man's life, shut the hell up,
0: please. So I'm hoping that it's just Darren Waller actually handling his contract negotiations like a pro. He's not practicing until he gets a deal done. He's taking care of the fans. He's, you know, maybe he's doing film study. He's doing, you know, play study. He's doing stuff with Derek Carr, but he's not actually participating because he's quietly renegotiating a deal. And I hope that's what it is. But don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And I tell you who might end up making us look like a couple of assholes is Hunter Henry because that asshole got hurt again, which may make Jonu Smith's value go up, Jerry. Jonu <laughs> Smith may actually have 500 yards this year. Yeah. But uh, Henry hurt his shoulder. He's out a couple of weeks. And then the final news story is... Uh, Your boy, DeAndre Swift, has been missing quote-unquote significant time with a groin injury. Now before I throw this this Swift news to Jerry, um, I don't care if DeAndre Swift has one hamstring, no hamstring, two groins, one groin, half a groin, he's still better than Chase Edmonds. But Jerry, to you, sir, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Swift? And I know you love a man's groin, so let's talk about it. (laughs) Goes back to AJ Green a couple years yeah, ago.
1: Yeah, that's true. That was a good segue too. Um, I'm not entirely worried about it. Here's the thing: we'll we'll, we'll find out. We're going to know about it because why are you going to start DeAndre Swift? Like, if we are going to talk about players on the Detroit Lions that you need to see in the preseason, the guys that do not need to be mentioned are Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, and T.J. Hawkinson, and everybody else can play because everybody else is nonsense, right? So I just I don't need to see those guys play. Do I want to see Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, you bet your ass I do. So do I want to see Jeff Okuda actually see if he can actually be worth the number three overall pick at corner? Yeah. I don't need to see DeAndre Swift. I know what I got in DeAndre Swift. I don't even really need to see Jamal Williams out there either, but I'm not worried. You know, they they haven't, you know, missing practice after a dude who did what he did on a piss-poor team in a limited role, the dude's got the talent. I don't care. It doesn't affect anything in Dynasty. If somebody's panicking, yep, I will take it.
0: Hey, you're but a college football guy, right? I am. Michigan State, Spartan Dogs?
1: Yeah.
0: How many preseason games do those guys play?
1: Uh, they don't play any.
0: Okay, I am just, just want to write that down. So the NCAA plays zero. And these guys are younger, right? Yes. I guess they get paid now, but they didn't, weren't supposed to. Assorted. Back uh-huh. in the day, so so, let me, so we'll get this straight. You need to tell me that professionals, that this is their only focus outside of their family, maybe yeah. some side businesses, that professionals getting paid, like a job, need three games to get ready for the season, but some pimply-faced 19-year-old in Ann Arbor doesn't. You are speaking shit to me. So yeah. I, I wish that all these coaches, all these GMs, would we'll just take the guys that we know are going to make the roster, guys that we know they're going to contribute to our fantasy redraft, our fantasy dynasty, our fantasy DFS, our fantasy best ball, that they just put those guys in bubble wrap. Let them, like, play Madden or put on, like, the Oculus helmets and let them, you know, do some shit like that. Please don't get any more people hurt. We've already been brutalized with Carson Wentz and, you know, now Rashad Bateman and it's just going to Hunter Henry. Please exactly. stop. Do, like us it, some, it, do, do us something nice
1: and maybe the swift thing will be serious you know we don't we don't know yet but i'm not i'm not reacting either way yet until we actually know when it's week one time and they go deandre swift's going to miss a game okay you when know. you know you know yes exactly there is no reason to worry like if you worry without a reason to worry you'll just worry forever so, it, it, so, if
0: you're looking you know my dad used to tell me when i was a kid if you go looking for trouble you'll find it you and go. i'll tell you right now if you go looking for bad news about any any, and when I say any, I mean any fantasy football player, NFL player, you'll find it. You'll give yourself a reason to make a bad trade. You'll give yourself a reason to make a bad deal. You yeah. can talk yourself into anything. And if you can't, I can. And there's probably a GM just like me in your league. So just just chill. Enjoy what little bit of the preseason you can. Hopefully we get away unscathed. And uh, Jerry, I'm ready to talk NFC North the home of your Detroit Lions. Jerry, give me the player that you're looking to buy before the season starts, before the value goes up anymore. Because camp has started, we're two weeks in, and people are going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.
1: And those same people are going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because this player is missing significant time, and we just got done talking about him, and it's DeAndre Swift, Randy. The the bad news that we just got makes it even better for me because it makes it all the more likely that it's possible to attain the man. I think this guy's the limit for the dude. He can pass, he can catch, he can block, he can do whatever you want. We're a bad team. We're going to need him. I, I like I we we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum, so I don't need to continue. Randy who is your guy? We, you know, we already talked Swift, so we don't really have to do thoughts. Yeah, what do maybe,
0: you got? Swift is in like my top 5 or 6, maybe 8 exactly. in a startup. I'm I'm redoing my rankings for our patrons as we see my guy also rocking Honolulu blue. Is my hat Honolulu blue, by the way? Uh, It's close. Close. It's It's got to be close, right? This is almost like the full one. No wonder we had a rough season. Um, Anywho, my guy, Amon Ra St. Brown, now this gif of him uh, hurdling a a defender. Now, if you know anything that will raise a player's value, ADP, dynasty prices, here they are. Jerry, you got your pen?
1: You got your pen? Write these
0: down. Wearing short shorts with nice quads, <laughs> guaranteed to give you a value bump. Okay, number two, one-handed catch. Number three, hurtling anybody. Those three things are guaranteed to raise your, raise your player's value half a round of ADP, and you can get an extra second tacked on to their value in a dynasty. But your boy, Amon Ross St. Brown, leapfrogging, hurdling a man, in practice. Now, this is a guy that I've been on all offseason, not like a Terry McLaren level on, but a guy that I've had a lot of respect for, Uh, just based on the volume. I think he's going to get a ton of volume, and I've always thought that my my take on him back in the rookie season was that I think he'll be Jared Goff's new Cooper Cup. Now, that's not to say that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be Cooper Cup, but I think of when, when Jared Goff looks for a security blanket and who he can trust that's Amon ra St. Brown. He's going as the rookie 17 off the board per Fantasy Pros, and he's their wide receiver 60 overall in a startup. That's in a range with Devonte Parker, Kadarius Toney, and Denzel Mims, and he's going nine spots after Hollywood Brown at 51, the wide receiver 51 per Fantasy Pros, which goes to shows that Fantasy Pros really don't know but I'm taking Amon Ra Saint Brown over all those guys. I appreciate their free dynasty ADP, but man, give me all the Amon Ra. You're you're in Michigan. You're seeing the beat reports. You're reading the newspaper, and at least you're looking at pictures. I'm not sure about your reading talents. But what have you heard about Amon Ra?
1: The, all of the good news. The same thing that the fantasy community has been has been hearing is exactly what the Detroit beat is doing. Dave Burkett, uh, he just recently had a good. Uh, he's the Detroit news guy, by the way. Um, he just had a good piece on on Ross Saint Brown. He also did a podcast with our man Mike Jernigan recently. Just a little prop to him. Yeah, no, Amon Ross Saint Brown's been—he's been killing it. I'm excited. He was not a guy that I was super, you know. He—he's like a Devi guy, right? I was higher—I
0: was higher on him than you were, which is yeah, odd because sure. he's a lion. But then again, you yeah. hate all things lion. It's true. You're, but you're, he's
1: listen—he's growing up. and. I think the offense for the Lions is going to be a little bit better than we all assume. I think it's easy to go. You went from Stafford to Goff, so it's going to be bad. But we also went from Matt Patricia to a coach. So I think it's going to increase. In, in that Can aspect. we take
0: a second to talk about your coach? Yeah, so okay. I know I know Let's it's cool about. for all the woke and the, the wannabe Twitter sharps out there to make fun of Dan Campbell. But yeah. do you know who likes Dan Campbell? NFL people, players. NFL yeah. people. You know, former scouts, former GMs, they all think this guy's low-key sharp. And, and and I agree, this was one of the reasons why I like Dan Campbell. You don't spend that many years around a super smart guy like Sean Payton and be his assistant coach and not come away learning something. Now, does that make him Sean Payton? It does not. But you see Dan Campbell on the field. There is the exact polar opposite of what you saw between the players in Detroit and Matt Patricia okay. and what you see around dan campbell i know he's very collegiate i know he's very macho he's probably a little too alpha for the woke world that is twitter
1: deep, but like nfl players are alpha like that so it's, it's alphas respect
0: a alphas that's why that's it's, gonna, it's gonna I mean. that's why i, I think he's low-key gonna work and i think the players are gonna dig him now jerry give me your guy that you're looking to sell before the season starts where's the buzz where's the opportunity to make a little something extra i
1: would uh... Yeah, I picked Adam Thielen just because he's age, and it's right. Like, every time there's a guy that's in this age bracket and he's a wide receiver, I immediately want to get rid of him. It's just like running backs that are 26 and wide receivers that are 29. Are
0: well, he's like, like 31, 12. though.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's even worse. And I'm going to talk and about
0: I mean, him a little bit later, but I agree.
1: Like, I mean, Justin Jefferson's there, too, and Justin Jefferson's good. They got the the kid from Minnesota, I think the university of Minnesota.
0: Oh, they have a um, Smith Marset.
1: Yes. Yeah, there you go.
0: I don't know where um, he went. To, I think with the, I thought I don't know where he went to school. He, he I, I,
1: I could be mixing it up just because he's a Viking too. Uh, I've been known for some dumb mastery in my day, but it's Adam Thielen. He's too old. I mean, no, it's just the value is Jordy Nelson, right? Like we not to just compare white ride receivers, which is super lazy, but once the value starts to fall off, the value plummets, and this dude has Justin Jefferson, who is the alpha there. And it, it's going to remain that way. So Adam Thielen pretty easily for me.
0: I feel like Adam Thielen is the kind of guy that if you're going to move him, you're going to move him in season. You're going to move him after those first couple of weeks. You know, Adam, Adam Thielen's like a touchdown guy. And I've been telling he's him gonna,
1: that. He's going to get points, right? Cor- so correct. It make so, it so
0: he's the point. kind of guy that if I had Adam Thielen, so I'm looking for a two-pronged approach on Adam Thielen. A, I want to wait until the season gets going. Let him have a couple of two or three good games in a row. And then it's going to happen. You know a star wide receiver is going to go down with injury. And then you're going to couple those two events, should they happen. And you're going to move Adam Thielen to that contender that just lost a wide receiver for the season or for a few weeks. Because that's going to be your maximum payoff window. I do agree. I do agree. But I think I would hold off on moving him. I agree on the take. I disagree on the timing. So my guy is Darnell Mooney. Wide receiver, 52. Um, but, I mean, man, there is so much steam on him right now. Hot, 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 hot. I mean, people love, uh, and I, I don't understand why. I don't see this being a super high-volume offense. I, I think it really just becomes the fact that he's popular. He's popular because he's popular.
1: He's right. He's the Kardashians of he's, the
0: he, NFL. Man, that's not fair because the Kardashians have zero talent. At least this kid has some talent. I think it comes down to a couple of random one-off jeffs you've seen of him beating Jalen Ramsey on a route, but on a route where he didn't get the ball thrown to him. I do. I'm going to talk about the upgrade. No matter who throws the ball in Chicago this year, it should be an upgrade over Trubisky, and that hurts to say because I I always wanted Mitch to be a thing, but for me, it's just it's too much. What is he a fifth round pick? Yeah. The odds of a fifth round pick at wide receiver being good and staying sustainable are low for every Antonio Brown there's 50 guys that never pan out. And if I can couple him with a third and get a 2022 first, I'm walking away cuz the buzz is palpable and I know he's going to have I just he's never going to be a volume guy. As long as you know Allen Robinson's there, Allen Robinson's going to be the volume guy. I'm going to talk about Cole Komet later in the show. We know Tariq Cohen's back. He's going to absorb some of those targets coming from the quarterback. So for me, I'm looking to move Darnell Mooney before we look back and say, you know what? We were probably a little too high on Darnell Mooney. So I'm moving on from him. What about you, Jerry? What about the guy you're going to look back uh, as you get deeper in season or maybe a year from now and be like, man, I wish I would sold that guy earlier when I had the chance.
1: I think it's Allen Robinson. For a lot of the reasons that you just said about um, Darnell Mooney, I'm just not like Listen, the hype is on Justin Fields and that is, I mean, it is white hot right now. Everybody has gone absolutely cuckoo bananas for this dude. I don't know. Like A Rob's always been he's like Amari Cooper. Like he, he's always been pretty good and we always wanted him to be a top five elite guy, and he's just never been that. And I don't know, if Andy Dolphin's close. I yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, his second year in the league a long C- time ago.
0: Can I give you the the best-selling point you may ever have the rest of Alan Robinson's career in a dynasty league right now? Go ahead. All you have to do is tell the other GM you're talking to, has he ever had a better quarterback than he has right now? Sure. His career has been with Blake Bortles and Blake Bortles 2.0 Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. You know, Andy Dalton uh, has made plenty of wide receivers relevant in his career. And sure. we think at some point Justin Fields has taken over. So my question to any fellow GM that's interested in Allen Robinson is, when has he had a better quarterback? When are you ever going to see more production out of him? Now's a great time. If, if, you're, if you're looking to move him, now's a great time. He's 28, almost 29. He's like six months younger than, than Michael Thomas, as crazy as that is to say. Because he's been in the league oh, for like, is this, is, this, this is year eight. But if you're looking for that, I, <laughs> really? I, I told you. <laughs> wow. He I is. Mean, he, he is six months older, six months, excuse me, six months younger than Michael Thomas. You've been given a great sell window. Now, if you're a contender and you want to hang on to Alan yes, Robinson, absolutely. big thumbs up. But if you're in the middle and looking for a great cash out opportunity, this may be the last of the highest of the high end of his value because you know he's going to turn 29 and Twitter's going to you know That's prepare his Viking funeral. Yeah, no pun intended, oh. but kind of pun intended because I'm funny <laughs> yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, and it could be wrong. Don't get me wrong, because Allen Robinson's a very talented guy. Um, it just it seems like one of those moments where when you get to the end of the season and you look back and you go, "The writing was on the wall." Like I could see it. Like it's gonna I, I be I would, like,
0: I missed that opportunity.
1: Yes, you're like, like, like damn be it, shocked. I missed it. Like I wouldn't be shocked at all if he was good, right? If and he's Justin not gonna Gild- plummet. No, if Justin Fields is the guy, like if all this white hot heat is, it, 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 he stands up to it, then yeah, Allen Robinson's gonna be the man. But it, it, there's just there are some flags, there are some warnings, so I would not be shocked if you know we're doing this show in a year and we're going, uh, we're at the cliff. Well, what it, happens? Take, take the value while you can get it.
0: What happens in eight months? I'll tell you what happens in, in eight months. He'll be 29 years old, which will be a Twitter dynasty death sentence so every twitter analyst in the world is going to be writing him off to see because he's 29 get that man except except for
1: the guys that go why does everybody pass on old wide receivers yeah
0: and and then you don't know where he's playing in 2022 and then is he learning a new offense how does it translate what's who's his quarterback so as awesome as awesome as i think he's going to be for this season we're talking dynasty here gang and he's never going to give you a better opportunity. Mine is Aaron Rodgers, and very much for a lot of the same reasons. You know, it's that fishbowl syndrome. We only remember that Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. We only remember that he threw for 4,348 touchdowns last year. We only remember that he was the QB2. We seem to forget that in 2019 he was the QB9 who was just ahead of Carson Wentz at the QB10. We seem to forget that in 2018, he was the QB6 just ahead of Jared Goff. In 2019, the fantasy footballers for for seasonal leagues were telling people to drop Aaron Rodgers so that your league mate would pick him up and play him because he was a trap. We only remember what we see. We forget that year two in that shanahan Lafleur offense is the spike year. Aaron Rodgers... I think is going to be looking to, I don't want to say protect himself, but I don't think he's going all out. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers is in the Aaron Rodgers business and not in the Green Bay Packers business. And I, at his QB 10 overall in a startup value per Fantasy Pros over guys like Trey Lance, over guys like Justin Fields, over guys like Deshaun Watson, here's the thing. In that range, I would much rather gamble. And rookies are all gambles. I would much rather gamble on Trey Lance or Justin Fields, and then pick up a journeyman like a Derek Carr, a Fitzmagic, a dude like that, to be like a, maybe a bridge guy. Maybe if I pick up Trey Lance, maybe I pick up Jimmy Garoppolo too. But I would much rather have one of these young guys than look back in a year and you be like, you know what? Aaron didn't get. Aaron went back to being QB six or QB nine, and I just I, I could have sold for for super high end prices, and you're gonna be bummed. So it's not that Aaron Rodgers won't be good. This is about value. You're never going to get more value for him than you are now. The 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 value train is, has left the station. It's on top of the mountain. And once it goes around that bend, it's going down from here. So from a dynasty standpoint, uh, I'm going to look back and wish I had sold Aaron yeah, Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: You know, I almost honestly, like Dalvin it, if, Cook. It,
1: I thought about it too, but it's tough because I really because he's so that.
0: good. He's he, so good, exactly. But he's exactly. going into year five. He has had some yep. injury concerns, yep. 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 but I, I would much rather fade Aaron Rodgers and I didn't mind yeah. your Allen Robinson than Dalvin. No, I th-
1: I think if we're playing uh, Family Feud and it's the the last section, I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is the top answer.
0: Top answer on the board. Yeah. So so there you go. Well, speaking of top answers, give me your biggest upside play in this division. Who's the guy that you're going to look at his dynasty value today? And you think you may get a 2X, a 3X on that value in one short year?
1: I think it has to be Justin Fields. Because if, if he's good and he hits, it's him. Like, I, I have more Trey Lance than I do Justin Fields. I do have a couple shares of Justin Fields. But if the dude's a dude, like if he's a dog, then he's a first-round startup pick next year. And that's simply not what he is right now. And I don't think anyone else can claim to be that. So, I mean, I could say Swift too, because if Swift has an awesome season, he's going to jump. Like, eh, there, there's a couple guys, but I'm going to take Fields just not necessarily on my opinion, but it, you know, it, if everything shakes out exactly how it should be, I, well, not should be, but a, as it is possible to be, the dude is going to go through the absolute roof and he will be a first round startup pick, potentially like a top six pick because everybody loves young quarterbacks that can run and do the things that he can do.
0: Jerry, this hurts, but this is twice in one show. Yeah. That's a great answer, Jerry, and I'm going to tell you why that's a great answer, because not only does he have the most upside at his current value, even if he bombs, he's still going to hold his value, because it's It's the the Tua corollary. It's even the Sam Darnold corollary. We're going into year four. And people still, like, I'm, I'm guilty, still have some faith in Sam Darnold. So not only is Justin Fields a good buy now because his value can go up, worst-case scenario, his value doesn't go down that much. Yeah. He's on a popular team, Chicago Bears, one of the most popular teams in the NFL. He went to one of the most popular – actually, he went to two of the most popular colleges in the NCAA. And he's going to get a pass not only from the Dynasty gamer in your league, but from Dynasty Twitter. So Jerry, as much as it hurts me to say, that's a very good one. Now mine's Herb Smith Jr. Um, we're all looking for the the next, the the next a big upside tight end play. And sometimes they're in, sometimes they're, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they hit. But here's the reason why I like him. I think he winds up being the second target in a pretty good offense. And I know we all like to take a crap on Kirk Cousins, and I'm not going down a COVID, you know diatribe because it doesn't really matter what my thoughts are i just think it's some chicken shit stuff that we bust kirk cousins balls nonstop, but we don't give lamar any heat it's true Lam- lamar gets no heat we bust cole beasley's balls should, we he, bust cold they're not weirdos though you're either in or you're out you don't get I, a pick I, you I, don't I, get I, a I pick just...
1: I, I, you don't I get just, a pick, Jerry. A, as a person that has been around Kirk Cousins' entire career, had season tickets when he was at Michigan State, he was a weirdo then. He's a weirdo now. He is easy to pick on, is what I'll say. Be, consistent. Like, be
0: consistent. Be consistent. L- life will go a lot better if you're just consistent. Don't pick and choose. All right. Um, but, I mean, it's Irv Smith. It's a good offense. Again, we talked about Adam Thielen, 31 years old. Uh, has had some injury concerns himself. He's actually a little slightly nicked. I think he – think. Irv Smith walks away and, you know, as the the, the second leader in targets on this team. Uh, and I think he's got the one where if if he does, I mean, look at Janu Smith. We've not given up on him. He can't even get you 500 yards. What, <laughs> if, what, what if Irv Smith Jr. gets you 800 and like six TDs to I the mean, moon?
1: Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's gone.
0: He, he's down. gone. And, and that's totally possible in this offense. So for me, it's Irv Smith, and I'm going to stay on tight ends. I'm going to give you the guy who I think will outperform their current value, and that's Cole Komet. Tight end 16 in a startup per Fantasy Pros, and he just got a two-way QB upgrade. We talked about this earlier with Allen Robinson. No matter who's throwing the football in Chicago, they have to be better than Mitch Trubisky. And do you remember um, Jermaine? Oh, my gosh, he was a first-round pick for the Bengals. I'm drawing a blank. He played with with Andy It is Jermaine Gresham. Um he had some good years with Andy Dalton. Um we've seen you know Justin Fields have I forget that the 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 tight end who had some success with them at Ohio State. He's gonna be a, a first rounder probably next year. Uh, maybe a second rounder at the tight end position. But anyway, Cole Komet's getting an upgrade. And this is gonna be one of my baby hot takes because it's it's lukewarm. It's like not boiling, but it's hot, Jerry. You ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Cole Komet is the second highest target magnet for the Chicago Bears clearly Allen Robinson's one Cole Komet gets more targets than Tyree than than Tarek Cohen he gets more targets than Darnell Mooney he is the tight end that will have the second most targets on the Bears I guess the receiving option that has the second most targets on the Bears I love Darnell Mooney
1: Hive Gonna be very upset at you
0: for that one. Hey, hey, Jerry, let me let me tell you what I got for the Darnell Mooney Hive. You ready?
1: Yeah. Remember it. Write it down. Take a bitch.
0: I don't give a fuck. So if if you if this is my baby hot take. I'm a big Cole Komet guy. Um, talk about these two tight ends. Give me Irv Smith Jr. Give me Cole Komet, and then give me your player that will outperform his current value.
1: I mean, I'm cool with all that. I've I've got a lot of shares of all those dudes. My dude's Jared Goff. I just
0: like, Mr. Goff?
1: Yeah, like to outperform, people have written this man off like he is like uh, a piece of pizza that you dropped on a bathroom floor. Like there's no chance you're ever going to Like a bar pick it up. bathroom floor, like a yeah. club? Oh, yeah, and it's sticky. Like your shoes are sticky. Like stick a movie theater? Not...
0: Like you're at the movie theater and you dropped your piece of popcorn yes. on the floor? I'm
1: not talking freshly mopped and maybe it landed, you know, topping side up. This is, this is not going to be good. And everybody is just super down. I don't, he had 4,000 yards passing last year. He had 4,600 yards passing the year before. Yes. He's getting a downgrade in wide receiver talent. He's still not a total bum. The dude can still play. I just, he is virtually free. Everybody has casted him off. He's the perfect bridge guy. Like as far as a bridge QB is concerned, you have a number one overall pick who played in a Super Bowl, albeit did not make the Super Bowl because of him. I'm not saying that. But as far as Bridge QB... So Jerry said that the
0: Rams made the (laughs) Super Bowl because of Jerry Goff. Write that down, kids. We're
1: not talking about, you know, Brock Osweiler. We're not talking about Peterman. We're not talking about Matt Flynn. Like, as far as a Bridge quarterback is concerned, he is a pretty damn good one to have. But he's getting treated like he's, you know, a bar bathroom pizza. And that's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I think he's going to outperform it pretty easily. Not to say he's the guy of the future. I don't really think he is. Um, but I, I think this is pretty easy, honestly. Honestly, he, he might be the most likely quarterback to outperform his ADP. That's not a rookie in the entire league.
0: So going back to 2017. Okay. So yeah, I thought it his rookie year because he had uh, the, the mustache Mr. Eight and Eight, Mr. Jeff Fisher. God, but going back to twenty, Jeff
1: Fisher? That's crazy. yeah, he
0: was. He was. That was his rookie year. And then McVeigh come in, the boy genius, the ultra handsome Sean McVeigh. He he. Ever since then, it's been thirty eight hundred yards, forty seven hundred yards, forty six hundred yards, and last year thirty nine hundred yards in, uh, in only fifteen games. So both of his sub four thousand yard seasons have come in less than fifteen games. In twenty seventeen, he set out the final game of the season. And last year he missed the final game of the season with a broken thumb. And then he comes comes in and, you know, helps get that team to a win over over the Seahawks. So, oh, and then he's had 28, 32, 22, and 20 touchdowns. And then he's never had more than 16 interceptions. He's solid. And you know what he's yeah. going to have? He may have the worst weapons of his career, but I could also argue he's going to have the best offensive line of his career. This team just added Panay Sewell. They've got was it Taylor Decker, Taiwan Decker, Taylor Decker, uh, Ragnarok, the center. They they have arguably one of if not the best offensive line that like national media does not talk enough about. You know we always talk about the Colts, we talk about the Browns, we talk about the Cowboys, but I just I don't think the Detroit offensive line is getting enough love. And not only will that make Jared Goff a little bit more valuable and a little bit more useful, to be quite honest. But it'll make those receivers a little bit better because Jerry Goff stays more upright, gives them more time to separate. Uh, I, I think that's not, that's not the worst take you've ever had, Jerry, so congratulations. Here it is. Nice. Here it is, though, Jerry. This is everybody's favorite segment. This and good people, bad tweets. This is what everybody's been tuning into the last couple of weeks. The biggest bust in the NFC North from a dynasty standpoint. Jerry Sinclair, go.
1: So this one was tough. So right, like uh, last week, I thought we were doing the NFC North. So I had all my answers and everything down. Come to find
0: out. well, That's like a move I used to do to my brother, like my mom and I, like when my brother's coming to Thanksgiving, we would tell him that dinner starts at two so that he would be there at five. Although we told everybody else dinner starts at 5, right. so That's when we mom. start dinner at 5, he's actually there. That's how I treated you with these show notes. <laughs> if I told you it was the NFC North, I knew this week you'd be prepared. So anyway, <laughs> give us your biggest bust. So I was
1: prepared for every single category except for bust because I really don't know who to pick. Um, I ended up settling on Aaron Jones.
0: Okay, we have the same one. Let's go.
1: Okay, I think I think, so, I think he's
0: the only obvious one to me.
1: He's just, you know, his ADP is still really high because he gets RBA, two touchdowns. He's RBA very productive. So, like, I get it. But they get rid of Jamal Williams, so you think, oh, it's going to be him. But they used a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon. They clearly want to use A.J. Dillon, too. And, yes, Aaron Jones got the contract, but I don't know. It's just he's always been super touchdown dependent. I mean, he gets he gets his yardage. It's just he's getting up there in age this you know, Aaron Rodgers thing is happening. It's just, it's tough. I don't know. I'm not sold on him. I don't know if I have any Aaron Jones shares. Just his ADP is too juicy for me. I can't mess with it. So why do you have Aaron Jones? I'm sure you're going to come with some, well, all I, I say, I, all I, I say is I don't like his ADP. Of course you do. because I have a list. I just one. say I hate the player, but it's fine. Go ahead. What for, do you got? For,
0: for me, it's that, it, it, you know, outside of 2019, which was his best season today, he was the RB2 in full-point PPR that year, but he did have a monstrous 16 rushing touchdowns that year. Um, he's That's the only season he's ever played all 16 games. He's currently fighting. It's either a groin or a hamstring. It's a, it's minor. It's nothing huge, but he's already going into the season with just a little nick, and in a startup, he's going ahead of guys like Antonio Gibson, guys like uh, Clyde edwards helaire J.K. Dobbins, and Joe Mixon, and I would gladly take all of those guys. Ahead of him, one for one. We're living in a world where people just tend to and, remember and, the and last. If
1: Randy, and if Randy says he's going to take J.K. Dobbins over him, then you know it's for real. Because well, I'm probably not going to take either, people. to be honest. But but gun gun gun, gun to my understand. head, gun to my, to my head, and I got to choose one. Since day one, that's the thing is, Aaron Jones came into the league super old too. So he was 23 coming in. So he's going to be like 27 or 28 this year. And that's
0: the thing is, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking Mixon. I mentioned it when we were talking contract, Dalvin. Yeah. I just because outside of the guaranteed money, the only way these players ever see the entire value of that contract they don't. It, it, it is to be on the team. So I do see him playing well enough to keep his job, but not so well that he's going to play through like a massive injury or like a sprained knee. Like, like maybe a guy fighting for a contract would. It's the little things, but for me, um, if I'm a super contender, then yeah, you just got to roll with Aaron Jones. But if I get the, if he gets off to a hot start and I don't, he will not be he will not be on my roster. But I just don't think he's going to. I think this offense is going to regress a little bit. Now it could regress fifteen percent and still put up a hell of a year for Aaron Rodgers, okay. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, et cetera. But I would rather just maximize my value and, and, and fade the bust. So there you go, Jerry, one division left. One. And it will be our final show before we head to Canton for the FF Expo. Jerry, are you ready to talk the AFC North on Friday?
1: Yeah, I, we saved the best for the last. Honestly, there's more damn fancy players wait. in that division than any other
0: one. I can't wait to give you my Baker Mayfield take. I can't wait to do it. Um, we'll probably do that late on Thursday again like we did last week because then we got to pack and, and get on the road for Canton. But I want to thank you guys for sticking around. And we have a comment in the comment section that if you stuck around all the way to the end, I'm going to add, and we're going to answer a question from YouTube. And and I'm going to give this guy a nickname because I like his last name. It's from Steve, the godfather Gambino. Gambino, one of the five mafia crime families in New York. And Steve said, I was just offered Fields. I'm assuming Justin, not Sally. But I was offered Fields and Corey Davis for Michael Thomas and Nelson Aguilar in a 1QB league sold American. Corey Davis and Nelson Aguilar are about a push. And in a 1QB league, um, I, I, ha- I it sucks. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad about it. He says, I have Lamar. You know, maybe you can flip Lamar for something better than Michael Thomas. I, I have no problem with that. I, I am getting out of the Michael Thomas business. I know in a one QB, it probably doesn't feel like enough, and I really don't care. I will be able to move Lamar. Uh, maybe I have to get a bridge guy for a little while. Maybe I have to get a a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Derek Carr in a, in a one QB league. Maybe a Jared Goff, like Jerry said. But you can get a lot. You can get a lot better wide receiver for Lamar than Michael Thomas. I'm getting out of the Michael Thomas business, Jerry.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely taking Fields and Corey Davis. No, I am not. You know, one QB is not something that I play a ton of. You can
0: th- you can throw you can throw Corey Davis and Nelson Nelson Aguilar out. That's I mean, a wash. That's I mean, two that's, quarters versus a fifty cent oh, I, piece.
1: I, I don't think it's a wash. I'll take Corey Davis at a 99. By how much over times over over Nelson Aguilar? I don't want to Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar
0: had a baller ass season yeah, last kiss year. Kiss my ass. Yeah, do you I mean, he's, going he's going to a low-volume Cam Newton. What is
1: likely to happen? You know what he's not likely to do? Repeat his mediocre So Lightning can't strike in twice
0: platform. in the same place?
1: Yeah. I mean, it can. Well, it's it's a good cars- thing
0: because he was in Las Vegas, now he's in New yes. England. So it could strike in two different places. But no, Let's for me, this is fields for Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, and I know that feels like a super cash-out low. And I, 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 I don't want to get attacked by the Justin Fields hype and the Hive is that what they're called? Is a hive?
1: I mean, that, that works. Beehive? Oops. Oh,
0: Jerry, oh, beehive. I, 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 I do. Okay. I'm going I full Austin Powers. I do understand there's a world where, where Justin Fields. Okay, but, but Michael Thomas, you know, he's starting to feel like David Johnson from that magical run he had where yeah, he had that's 400.
1: Why I, that's why I'm taking Fields. Where he had
0: 400 fine. fantasy points. I think we're going to look back in a year and at the rate the and I say this all the time but it's true and it bears repeating the NCAA continues to give us so many good wide receivers every single year and you're always going to be able to to get cuz I don't think you're ever getting superstar Michael Thomas again never, I don't, never. You, I don't might either, why, you might get useful you might get good
1: which is why I gave the caveat like uh, no I'm not like a I know super flex values more than I know one QB values but at the same time, it's.
0: Like, I, I know man, I'm going to get when, killed. When I don't care.
1: Really, exactly. Like, e- even if I have Lamar Jackson, I'll just keep Justin Fields, too. Cool. He's like 22 years old, and he, he could potentially be a first round startup pick. And I'll have two of them. That's well, fine. Like, I, yeah. I, will, I will at some point be able to flip them. Because here's the thing that people don't talk about in one QB leagues, right? They're always like, well, the QB value is, is lower because you only get one. But here's the thing. If you need one motherfuckers will pay for him i promise you i promise you they will every single time
0: i don't care if it's a one qb or a two qb league if you don't have one of the top six to eight studs even in a one qb league you got a dude yeah you got a dude you're, you're probably looking at a roster every week that you're wondering do i start joe burrow against the cleveland browns or do i start sam darnold against the atlanta falcons those are decisions you have to make but, but if Justin Fields is who we think we think he is, just like Lamar is who he is. I don't have to worry about it.
1: And, and we're I not put even, Lamar like, super in my lineup. Justin just, Fields people either.
0: To, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not band. a Lamar guy either. Wait, but the truth is the truth. And here's I, the I, thing. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, 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 you no. go. I, okay, because I'm just going to say there's always going to be some weasel that's somewhere, and they're going to go. Well, I had Kirk Cousins, and I won my league. But it, it, like, it, listen, there's there's stuff where that happened. Like, I get it. Like, of course, you had you know, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook last year, and you won. You know, good luck in the future. G- good for it, you. Be, yeah, you had Kelvin Ridley and Stephon Diggs the year they explode. A- a- every year that kind of stuff can happen. But I just
0: here's the thing, Jerry. I'm you know, taking it, you know, just, we can patent this. I lose a lot of trades, so I can win a lot of leagues. There you go. And that's the bottom line, because your old pal Memphis said so. So listen, yeah. that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. We're going to be right back here on Friday. We are going to be talking about the AFC North. I know on Wednesday night for a Thursday pod, Kyle and Jake, I'm going to pop in there for a bit. Uh, last week, we asked the age-old timeless question of, Would you rather fight one grizzly bear-sized <laughs> Jerry Sinclair or ten penguins? Sized Memphises. You'll never know until you tune in to the live Q and A. You never know what we'll talk about. But until next time, I do want to give you a word from my man Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. You know they're the sponsor of the show. Uh, they have a new backpack dropping this week. It's an adventure backpack if you like to go hiking. By the way, speaking of adventure and health, Jerry has come on board the hashtag FF Club. So let me tell you a little quick story. So I text this some bitch tonight and I'm like, Hey man, nine o'clock. He's like, I may be back from the gym by then. Hashtag things I never thought I'd hear come out of this guy's mouth. Jerry, how's your fitness journey going?
1: Uh, It was a real pain in the ass at first. So the wife wants to do a 5K, which in turn means I have to do a 5K. Um, And, you know, a little COVID. I got a little fluffier in the middle. So I I had some stuff to work on. And it feels good. That's not an exclusive
0: club, brother. That's not an exclusive club. A lot of people got fluffy
1: uh so it really sucked the first couple of times and it's getting easier it's getting fun it actually so it always sucks before I go like I always hate it every second um but afterwards I'm super happy that I did it so I keep telling myself that I know if I just go I'm gonna be happy that I did and it keeps me going we've gone I we took one day off but I think other than that we've gone like eight or nine days in a row since this thing started so it's getting easier. Been able to run. I'm really proud of you. I got I'm you know. Really I got made fun of. of I got made fun of for my little spaghetti noodle arm last week. So I got to start working on those. But it's good. Jerry, what, what I will not be doing though is sending you a gym selfie. I am sorry. That, that's that is that's, just that is just not. I am not that human. I don't take selfies. Maybe Jerry, you have and the and smallest arm,
0: but the most <laughs> charm, and that's, that's right, why baby. we tune in to hear you each and every week. Uh, Jerry and I are super excited to bring you guys stuff from Canton. And uh, Jerry, let's get out of here. We've been rambling a little bit, answer But here's the thing: if you stuck around, you heard us talk about Steve's trade. You know why we talked about Steve's trade? Because Steve was on the YouTube, and Steve asked a question. You never know when we He's may answer it. yours. So if you're list, and I know how many thousands of you people listen to this podcast, if you want to have a shot at getting your trade question answered, just because Jerry and I are kind, good-hearted souls. You might want to be following on YouTube and you might want to put it in the comments, but you can't know to put it on YouTube and in the comments unless you're subscribed and you get to the notification that says the DWZ boys are live. Shit. I better grab my phone and go to YouTube and ask my question. It's funny how that works. But until next time on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. Follow him at D uh, excuse me, Jerry Sin DWZ. Follow me. At DWZ Memphis, guys. We're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here on Friday. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself. And our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V E R I D I A N Global, viridianglobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint they are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today that is the group over at viridian thanks for checking them out when we add up all those inches that's
1: gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing